everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. I, I, I need a moment. I legitimately need a moment. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speechless right now. Um, if you're probably wondering, those who are listening to the podcast feed, as you all know, before we do the show, we do a pre-show, and it's usually one song, and we play some PSAs, and we go right into the show. During the pre-show, we had an anonymous gifter just throw out five gift subs. Twice. I was getting to that. Well, we don't know if it's the same donor because they're both anonymous, so. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, like I said, I was going to get to that. And then, during the second part with the PSAs, another five anonymous gifters. I threw bits, Ari threw bits, and I'm just like, wow. I just want to say to the anonymous gifter, who just dropped 10 gift subs, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting independent podcasters and independent Twitch streamers. We are definitely going to pay that forward. I'm, I, 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 I'm just, I, 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 I'm just, wow. This, this is what I live for. This is what we live for. Because we can all be off doing other stuff. But here we are. We come together once a week for about two, two and a half hours. Talk news. Talk shop. And just have a good time on here. You know, that's what we do. And if we make any money, we put it back into the site. We put it into the hardware. We do what we can, you know, to keep this going because we want to continue to do this for y'all. And and I and 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 I have to say, I really appreciate the thanks in return for this, you know. And we are at a level four hype train. I, I'm just wow. I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you who you are. You do not have to tell me who you are, but. Just let it be known, thank you. Thank you so much. And for some reason, Mako-chan's screen is flipping back and forth, which is something I probably have to do on the console on my end. So let, let's get into the show. How about that? Sure. Okie dokie. Oh, man. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 553. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight? Meh. Eh. Mm. I, I can, I can kind of see that. I, 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 I can, so... And we got a level three hype training mode. That that's that's just awesome. I just want to say thank you so much for that. Wow. Oh man. 
That's why I can't. I have to fix that in a second. All right. So, wow. I'm sorry. I, I'm still a little flabbergasted. So just give me a second to kind of get get my bearings together. I am so sorry here. But um, we are live tonight, week of July 26, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. We are live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Um here at twitch tv slash anime jam sessions so come through hang out with us we appreciate the company and the small talk we're also part of the voice of geeks network at vognetwork.com mm. you can find out more about them at their website and you can check out their streams at twitch tv slash network and we are proud to be part of the voice of geeks network and come hang out with us on Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's a part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through, hang out, have a good old time. I just gotta be careful I didn't you know had to be careful I didn't hit the computer with that thing. <laughs> well, it's all good, man. No, with the money I Spit! I sunk into this thing. I do not want to get any water on me. Oh, trust me. I, I I believe that. Believe you me. So, while I go grab something from the vault back there for uh, Geek Roundtable, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, it was boring as hell. Like, I've... Damn, so boring. He's already gotten up and walked away. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I, you know, still being on the mend, still, you know, trying to feel better. At least, you know, the foot is feeling better. It's a lot easier to walk around on, but I still use the cane when going out. But in all honesty, I've been out of my room, my apartment, like twice. In the past week. Given how the world is, do you really want to leave your apartment? Well, I, I know it might, I know this does sound a little paranoid, but I don't want to, you know, be caught by some PI, like, thinking that I'm going to try and do insurance fraud or anything like that. No, I, I, I totally get that. But, like, even today is only, like, the second time, and I just went out to get to get food and put gas in my car. Well, yeah, makes sense. I'm turning like I'm. Not, I I fear I'm turning into an agoraphobic because like it just there feels like nothing for me to do. I mean, like I just got like, mm. and now I'm just watching the uh, January bleed out. I can't believe it's I can't believe it's almost August. Me too. I mean, the way the, the weather the time going? the way the weather was to them, like, is it September already? Yeah. Also, with the heat wave last week, I was not in any hurry to go outside. Mm, I, I I know that feeling. Like, because the temperature rating was just a uh, a fireman a, a fire emoji next to a middle finger emoji. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. <sighs> boring as hell. Sometimes boring is best, you know? I agree. Sometimes you just need a very boring, laid-back kind of vacation. 
speaking of boring vacations and so forth, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, For the most part, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, just like normal. Mm. Um, but last Thursday was amazing. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, so uh, last Thursday we went and saw a concert. We went to see um, Garbage and Alanis Morissette. Yes. And yeah, you the guys 90s... definitely had a better week than I did. <laughs> yeah, the 90s teen in me was very happy. I, I say for me, the young 90s adult trying to figure shit out was quite pleased. Damien, what are you doing? And I will say, when it comes to songs about your exes and so forth, usually whoever writes the song will say who it's about. But the fact that You Ought to Know was so raw and so powerful that Alanis never said who it was, but the person in question actually admitted and said, yeah, it was about me. Who was it supposed to be about? Dave Coulier. Huh, not bad for the front man of Out of Control. Hell, I mean, when I was coming back to my seat, there was a girl with a shirt, and on the back I had a pic Dave's face on it, and it said at the bottom, you ought to know. <laughs> I wish I had time to t compliment her shirt. It was amazing. Did she do any of the parts where she just held the mic out to the crowd and let the crowd sing parts of the song because they knew it so well? Yeah. Yes. I forget which song, but I think one of them, she, it was like 75% the audience. Wasn't it ironic she did that with? Or Mary Jane? Uh, ironic. Okay. She did it a couple of times, but most of... Most of... I Actually, most of Hand in My Pocket. Yeah, that's what was Hand in My Pocket. Yeah, okay. But I didn't mean to jump in there, even though it was kind of similar, but please continue. Well, no, it's just um, that was basically, you know, the highlight of the week. And uh, then Ranma did some updates on my computer that uh, are not working yet. So, <laughs> so uh, we, we will have to work on that because the new headset that I got. Well, the headset works and I can hear everybody. I can't speak through the microphone. That doesn't work. And then the microphone that we set up also isn't working. So, yeah. A swing and a miss. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. All right. So my weekend day was basically the same along with, um, with, with Mako's. We went to see Alanis Morissette live with garbage, you know, as the opener. And then... That Friday, I just basically stayed at her place because I only had a half day to work and I just worked remote. And if it wasn't for the fact that I had plans Saturday, we probably would have gone back to the PNC Bank Art Center because Taking Back Sunday and Third Eye Blind was playing. Yeah, $25 tickets. And I would have paid. I would be like, well, I'm buying us two tickets. Let's go. <laughs> I, I was kind of just as shocked about that, about the fact that how good the seats we had for the concert. 
Yeah, it was, uh, it was decent seating. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was able to get some good pictures because my phone has a decent camera. Same here. And then my f- cam, then my phone basically died while I was while I was grabbing. Thank you, because on the train that day before I left work, I didn't think to charge keep put my to charge my phone before leaving because I always charge my phone an hour before I go home. And while I'm on the train coming down, I didn't think to start charging the phone till like the last twenty minutes of the ride. <laughs> yeah, but as Cedarberry says, I heard that was a great concert. You heard right, dude. Unfortunately, she's not going to be down in Florida. Um, yeah, but if she comes down that way, you have to grab tickets and go. I mean, if you're up for flying to Canada, you still have a chance. So Saturday, I went to a, a birthday party for a couple of friends, and we were basically out. I was basically out till 6 o'clock in the morning, only because the last two hours was me in a car as my friend Elise basically dropped everybody off. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, though. One of the guys in the back was talking to me about hip-hop, rap, R&B, and all of that. Like, what do I currently listen to? And I'm just like, what kind of a black guy does he think I am? And I straight up told him, I don't listen to this, to today's stuff. I don't like it. And mind you, I, I'm just falling asleep over here because the ride outside of the potholes, the ride was smooth as all hell. And, I, and I'm just zoning out. And I'm just like, I'm going to need a cup of coffee soon. And my friend was driving. She's like, if I have coffee, I'll be up all night. I'm just like, maybe that's a good thing. But we put on some EDM so that she could kind of stay awake so we can make it to the end. So, you know. So, I I think I woke up around 12 o'clock Sunday afternoon and just went about my day. So, that's basically has been my our weekend day. So, yeah. Time again. What was that? Sorry. Oh, you were... Oh, you was trying... Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Got you. Hmm. I thought your phone went off or something. Yeah, that was my phone. Oh. I forgot muting it. See, I actually open up a browser window and keep it muted at all times. That usually works. Yeah. And I just got a message from a friend of mine. She's like, are you in Facebook jail again? And I'm like, yes. And she goes, sorry to hear, and puts a thumbs up. And then she responds with, did not mean to like that, sorry. I'm like, it's okay, don't even worry about it. I'll be sending you a cake with a hacksaw in it. The hell with the cake <laughs> with the day. hacksaw in it. Put a cake with, with, with a bunch of C4 in it and send it to Facebook servers, you know? Have it addressed to the server room, for God's sakes. Because I figured out exactly what happened. I got I got zucked for a comment I made last month. That you didn't even remember? I remember it in a Facebook chat, in a Facebook group. Basically, there's this one girl who's running, like, she's run, she runs a Facebook group for, like, room shares and stuff like that for conventions. And the rules are kind of odd, and the most important thing is you don't put in details of what goes on in the room, like, 
what who can stay there like if you have a room available they respond you message them directly and you let them know what the deal is which i think is kind of ridiculous so she kicked a friend of mine out she showed screenshots and i ran into this chick before she was one of the mods on one of the facebook groups that i moderate so i gave her the boot and she made a really snarky comment about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart so i was like this bitch is fucking crazy it's it. That's that. So I have like 24 days to chill out and do stuff. So, and given how things have worked with work has been lately, the time will go by pretty fast. So now we'll get into some housekeeping news here. Uh, don't forget, uh, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on YouTube. So if you don't have, if you don't subscribe to us and you want to check out older episodes, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, look up uh, Podcast VODs playlist. I'm trying to figure out how I could put it up there as a clickable link. I'll figure it out one way or another. And all of our episodes for the last couple of years are available there. And don't forget, we have upcoming conventions, and I have to say, you know, our list definitely has changed, so most likely it's going to change again. Um, so right now, our current list is um, Pop Cult Anime Convention, August 26th to the 28th. I thought it was a two-day con. They're now a three-day convention. Congrats to them. And outside of Boston, Massachusetts. RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania. Another anime convention, I believe, October 16th to the 18th, right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. And DerpyCon, Halloween weekend. I believe that's East Brunswick, New Jersey. And if you're wondering, yeah, I will be going to Anime NYC. So I think that will be only be like the only big con I'll do every year. So... Now we got that out the way, we'll get into a Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our weeks, and we want to share that with y'all. So, Ari, take it away. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, I did manage to get a new t-shirt recently. Nice. Nice Street Fighter 3 Third Strike design. Favorite fighting game. Uh, the the uh, file name was called Prepare to Strike, mm. you which know, is one of the... Uh, like a round announcement messages, but you know how that goes. Yep. Um, other than that, it's just been waiting around for more Street Fighter information to pop up. I mean, the entire roster got leaked, but all we have are names and uh, concepts art. Concept art. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's my thing. Sounds good. All right, um, Mako. I see you have some tarot cards there. Yeah, so last week I was talking about um, some of the stuff that should be coming in. And uh, one of those things I said was uh, a new tarot set that was mm -hmm. coming in at the end of the month. Well, it's the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And it's and finally arrived, here. Yeah, and this arrived today. So I have a um, Hocus Pocus themed tarot deck. Mm. And uh, yeah, um, I, I just, I really liked the art on this. 
so um, I had to get it. But all of the uh, all the sisters are represented. Um, it doesn't use the same kind of suits as normal tarot cards. Um, but you can like it, it's themed, so you can tell. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I I had to go through it and look through it, and I enjoy a lot of it. Um, as I said, it's it's themed, so it's fun. Have you done any readings on it yet? With this, no, I just got it. Gotcha. Um, what's really funny is um, most tarot decks have a devil card. Mm-hmm. And in here, the set, uh, the devil is actually called the master. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it plays on all of that, uh you know, it, and then the illustrations work really well. It has Banks, it has the book, you know, it has everybody, every single character that they actually had in there. Um, it even has their teacher and, you know, things like that. So if you're a Hocus Pocus fan, I definitely recommend picking it up just because um, it is very, very themed for the the movie. Mm. And the art is, as I said, the art is kind of cool. It doesn't look like the actors. It looks like an animated version of, you know, the characters. So, gotcha. Like, yeah, they do that thing where they, uh, where they make something in an animated series. They just make the characters kind of look like the actors who portrayed them. Not, not entirely. Um, this is the first one that is very animated. Um, even the, the Golden Girls one that I showed last week, mm. it's a knockoff, but you could tell, like, it's based off of the actresses. This, though, it is based off of the character. It is based off of the look. It is not at all based off of the actors and actresses. So my guess is uh, they probably could not get the licensing mm-hmm. for the actual uh, actors. More than likely. But yeah, so my uh, my obsession with tarot card collecting continues. And as I said, I do have one set coming in. Um, and once that one comes in, I will go ahead and show that one off as well. Sounds good. So, I've been watching anime, and and I saw a, a, a clip of an anime on J-List's Facebook page, and someone mentioned it, and it was called Heaven's Lost Property. And I decided to watch it. This anime is about 10 years old. Greg Ayers does the voice of the main character. Great work from him. Love it. So, over the last, I'd say maybe week and some change i've basically almost finished it i mean i'm on season two which is i think i'm about two episodes from that come from the end i also completed uh comey can't communicate and that's a really serious it's that anime is so wholesome except for that the only thing is is that one character i i I think it's Ray, or I can't remember her name. The one that really stalks uh, Comey in one of the episodes. 
she she noticed that Comey had a tear in her tights, got her to the bathroom and pulled out a pair of brand new tights for her in the size and brand that she likes. And I'm just Yamai Ren. Say what? Uh Yamai Ren. Yes, Ren. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's her. And I'm just staring like blink blink. And I'm just like what mm. I knew she was stalker much, but that's just damn. You know? But um Yeah. I am she, Yeah, go on. Yeah, she creeps me the hell out half the time. I kind of thought thought you would go for a Himiko. You mean the one in the glasses? Yeah. Yeah, Akari. Yeah, I like her. She is my fa- She's kind of, she's my favorite. Then Comey is a number 2 in my book, but um I just like the fact that when Comey gets excited, her, yep, she flips up cat ears, you know? That's how you can tell she's happy about something or excited about something. Reminds me of uh, reminds me of a friend of mine, so. But um also what I did was I did a, a little bit of shopping. Um I didn't know, but sometimes when I return stuff to Amazon, I forget to tell it to put the difference on my card. And if I don't do that, I get like a gift card. So I was looking at some stuff and I was just like, huh, I don't remember having a gift card. So I went in and I bought a couple things. And one of the things I bought was yet another REM figure. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Figure Arts Mini of REM. And for some odd reason, I'm thinking this is the Q Posket REM. And I'm like... I have to get that one too because that's not back there. And for the for the longest, I never really liked the Q Posket figures until Barry pointed out there was a Johanne one, and I'm just like, I don't like these Q Pos. And I look at them like, actually, that one's not bad looking. So I've started to buy a couple of them here and there. There is a girl type Ronba one that's been sitting in my um cart for god knows how long so i need to buy that before that triples in price where i can't find it anymore that is in reference to the akane tendo sh figure arts there was a short run of that if you find one new that's anywhere it's anywhere between 200 and 400 dollars and i had a friend i think i talked about this on the show once i had a friend who moved moved across the world and he was selling off stuff he had one and I commented, I will take it. I will pay you for it. He didn't see my comment. Traitorous bastard. Oh, well, it is what Oh, it is. there's a pre-order one for uh, Princess Venus. I probably have that on pre-order already. Probably. If not, I will probably add that. And, and, you know, and that's something that kind of gets on my case when I pre-order stuff from Otaku Mode. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to save money on the shipping. In reality, I really can't because each item ships in a different month. So I save with the points that I earn from buying stuff. So at least there's that. 
on the plus side, um, my um, Oscar Langley figure should be here by the end of the week. So, well, we know what you'll be showing off next week. Yes, definitely. And there was another one I'm probably gonna end up purchasing in two weeks because I've been tracking, I've been stalking it on Amazon. They're down to like three figures left, and usually when it hits one. That's when I pull the trigger and buy it because I think that the price is going to fluctuate. Like one of the uh, Simpho Gear figures I got, the, the price started fluctuating down. It was starting to sell, and I grabbed basically one of the last ones. So you know. So it's it. That's that. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, tonight's show. Uh, tonight's topics. And the first thing we're going to talk about is Square Enix. They have actually launched an English version of their Manga Up uh, website and app. And I think that's pretty cool. There we go. So it's going to have a lot of big titles in there. Um, So what they did was they launched a platform in Japan back in January 2017. And today they decided to go with a global version of the app called Manga Up. It's a combination app and website. And you get the English official English translation of 144 mangas from the company's imprints in a points-based reading service. So here's something you probably don't know or you know or have not paid attention to. You probably would pick this up more if you watch fan subs because a lot of fan subs are TV rips. And usually what happens is right after they play the intro and then there's like five to ten seconds of more music of the in, of the opening theme, they always talk about the sponsors. And one of the, and Square Enix sponsors a lot of anime. And they also have a magazine with with manga in it as well. So this is all part of that. So if you and um, let me open this page back up. So that's basically what that is. It's a basically a lot of the series that they produce in their ma- magazines in Japan, they're bringing it here. So you're going to find on the app classics such as Soul Eater, Full Metal Alchemist, and Pandora Hearts. Now you're going to find current stuff such as the case study of Vanitas, which I think is an anime now, or I might be thinking of a different title. Uh, My Dress Up Darling, which I think I'm going to definitely check that out and read that. And Damons of the Shadow Realm. And there's going to be simultaneous releases as well. The first few chapters of each series are available to read for free on the website and app, while the rest are only available to read in the app through the use of up points that refresh twice daily to allow eight chapters per day. Newer chapters require use of XP points, which can be purchased in the app's shop tab. Okay, so here's the thing. I kind of like that concept because... I'm not big on magazine and manga subscriptions anymore. I know right now I've been stalking a couple of lots of Ninja High School mangas that I need to add to my collection. But there are other titles I want to read, but I'm just not up for paying for a subscription service to get to all of these. And I'm not really in a mood to downloading an app where I can get scanlations and so forth. I'm at a point where... I know industry people. I want to support them the best I possibly can. So this uh, this concept kind of definitely works for me. So I don't mind spending five bucks on, say, like 500 XP points 
that'll give me like all this reading time that doesn't expire. And I'm okay with that. And since it also doubles on the website, I guess that's perfect for me to get like a cheap tablet and read or, you know, but knowing me, I'll just, just keep it on my phone and just read and so forth. How I generally used to do for in the mornings going to work. So I will definitely be trying out this, um, this app, but I'll let y'all know in a couple of weeks how much I like it. All right, then. Mm-hmm. All right, next up is The Simpsons parodying Death Note. And it's wrong. Is it wrong of me to say about time? Or what well, took them so long? Well, they've done anime spoofs and references before. Yeah, but there's a difference. Yeah, between... yeah there's usually just, uh, you know, one-shots or sight gags or anything like that. Like the intro where, you know, they were basically Sailor Moon... Uh, Astro Boy and all of that, yeah, like yeah, like that. And there was a into the and there was a multiverse version where I think with Bart was Naruto, yep. Maggie was Pikachu, mm-hmm. Lisa was Mikasa, Homer was Zoro from One Piece, mm-hmm. and Marge was Matsumoto, which <clears throat> anyhow. Mm-hmm. Uh, since this is reaching their milestone, 34th season this fall, and the animated series traditionally begins a new season with the Treehouse of Horror anthology episode. A formula of three separate segments that parody prevailing pop culture trends with varying degrees of success. As Japanese anime has once again taken hold in the mainstream visibility, thanks to dedicated streaming services like Crunchyroll and Netflix and Amazon Prime, it was only a matter of time before The Simpsons would take on the medium outside of, like I said, psych gags and, uh, homages mm-hmm. and they're going to pop do so by parrying one of the most popular series and gateways to the medium itself in death note uh, the parody is first confirmed this weekend during a dedicated panel for the simpsons featuring executive producer matt selman where he but fr- someone further emphasizing that the segment will be incredibly authentic simpsons anime in his words so we're probably not going to see much until you know later this year but Mm. The first thing I thought about was wait. Bart, I think I have Bart be light, and who's going to be L? Millhouse? Millhouse isn't nearly smart enough to be L. Nerdy, maybe. I mean, could work. Uh, Marvin. The, uh, the Martin, the really smart kid. Oh yeah, yeah, him, him, yeah. But he's, but he's completely harmless. They'll figure it out one way or another. So, or or wait, maybe Homer will have the Death Note instead. <laughs> that is scary. Yeah, freaking poor Ryuk. Death Note, no. Death Don't! <laughs> if, if it does turn out to be Homer being the star of it and not Bart, I hope that's exactly what they name it. Cena Berry says, it'll probably be Lisa versus Bart. Oh, oh Bart. Again, yeah. mm-hmm. m- more times than not, they're on the same side, so. Mm. How big of a fucking nerd am I that I'm trying to poke, that I'm trying to deduce the logic in a Simpsons anime homage? Nothing wrong with that. C. Berry says, oh, wait, what if they bring back Grimey? 
Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> okay. Grimes, man. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, we're going to give a congratulations to Junji Ito, winner of the Eisner Award. And since we're talking macabre, oh, Mako-chan. Uh, yeah, so... No, not um, that. The official unveiling... No, wait, wait, not that. Wanted to let you know that the Resident Evil rem- game remake is five bucks on Xbox Live. Uh, okay. I know how much you like Resident Evil, and five bucks is a great deal. Oh, okay. Now, now you're making me. <laughs> Don't oh. worry. I will send you the link. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um. Anyway, so the yeah, official unveiling of this year's winners of the Eisner Awards, um, creative recognition of outstanding contribution to the comic and graphic novel industry. So a bunch of manga titles were nominated this year, including uh, Chainsaw Man, Kaiju Number no. 8, and more. And Horror Master Junju Ito ended up taking home an award alongside another manga's uh, manga greatest well-deserved Hall of Fame introduction. Um, so Junju Ito won in the Best U.S. Edition of International Material Asia category. For Love Sickness, Junjo Ito Story Collection, um, which is being published by Viz. Uh, Moto uh, Hajio, known for her pioneering work in manga and the shoujo genre, with titles like The Heart of Thomas, They Were Eleven, and The Poe Clan, um, she is among this year's Hall of Fame inductees. Um, Ike Eisner... Uh, comics and origins of manga, uh, a revolutionist history won in the best academic scholarly work category. Uh, so congrats to all of the winners on there. Did we just lose you? I'm no, here. I'm still here. Okay. Hold on, let me... There we go. All right. Now we'll go into one of my favorite fandoms, Bang Dream. Just, just so you know, Bang Dream is basically K-On meets Love Life. And it's more focused on the band as opposed to the actual competition aspect of things. Which reminds me, I need to sit down and finish season three and watch the movie. And I think an, an OAV popped out, and I'm like, I gotta watch that too. All right, so the list just keeps growing and growing. I know. I actually started using my anime list to keep track of what I have watched and what I'm currently watching, and I have to remind myself to actually go update the damn app. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening is that. The, the, the Bang Dream franchise is holding an open audition for new virtual band members. And this is Bushy Road right here. So, like I said, the Love Life people. Their mixed media franchise, Bang Dream, will be holding an open audition for the members of its new virtual band. 
if you want to make your voice acting debut as a Bang Dream character, this is a perfect opportunity. In this franchise, the voice actors who each voice member of the bands have actually played an instrument by their character in the story. However, there is no need for the voice actresses in this new band to actually play the instrument, so the tagline is, This is Bang Dream, but don't worry if you can't play. Entries will be accepted starting <sighs> July 22nd, which was four days ago, at 12 p.m. to August 14th, ending at 23.59 at JST, Japan Standard Time. Applicants must be female, 18 years of age or older, in good physical and mental health, and able to work continuously for at least a year, and able to stream at least three times a week. Successful candidates will belong to Bushiroad's group voice actor agency, Hibiki. If you want to participate, there is an application available on their website at form.bushiroad.com slash form slash bandori underscore v underscore audition, which is the official website there. You go ahead, fill that out, and submit it. When applying, you must choose one character you have to play from the five members of the band that they have listed below. That's pretty cool. And I am going to post a picture of the group on the stream here. So hopefully you can enjoy this. There we go. Okay. And let's turn it on. Yeah. Um, looks like it's, I'm not, it looks like this, this virtual band is more, I think it's kind of animal themed. So let's see how this is going. And I guess that means we're going to get a season four of Bang Dream, which will probably appear right after season two of Love Live Superstar. So we got a uh, rabbit, a cat. Uh, I'm guessing one of them is a bear or mm -hmm. a mouse. What's one of the else supposed to be? I have no idea. Squirrel, Tanuki. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Moving right along, we're going to talk about, we have some more information about the live-action Full Metal Alchemist movies. Take it away, Mako. Uh, yeah, so it was announced on Wednesday that uh, Netflix's Full Metal Alchemist, The Revenge of Scar, which is the first of the two new live-action sequel films, will hit Netflix on August 20th. Um, so we did also, uh, we have talked about some of the other stuff that would be appearing on Netflix. Um, so they are also adding uh, Kakuguri Twin, which is an anime spinoff on August 4th. And Theme Park Adventure, uh, Rilakkuma's Theme Park Adventure, which is going to be uh, August 25th. And then Tekken Bloodline, which is the animated series, that's going to hit on August 18th. Um, so far, from what I've been seeing, uh, they are, uh, for Full Metal Alchemist, all of the cast is coming back. Um, obviously, except for those that haven't been on the series um, and then, um, I know that, uh, the second of the new live action Full Metal Alchemist is also coming. I believe that is, I think September. 
I have to look into that a little bit more. Personally, I can't wait. I'm excited. I really liked how they did the first part of the live action series. Um, it, it It's a lot better than some of the other Netflix adaptations. I'll just say that. I will say this. Um, I felt that the first movie should could have been a little... Either it should have been shorter or longer and split into two. Because I felt it was really fast. But outside of that, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ari, did you have you seen it yet? I have not, I'm afraid. Ah, when you get a chance, check it out. You might you really might enjoy it. Hmm. It was a decent retelling of the um of the series Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to seeing the conclusion um but the fact that i think it's what is it like 52 or 72 or something like that chapters for manga is only gonna be three movies that that kind of seems that it's too short But hey, if they tell the full story, that's all that matters. Works uh-huh. for me. They got to make sure they hit all the uh, proper notes. I don't know how they're going to find anyone manly enough to play Alex Lewis Armstrong, but whatever. I can't wait to see who they have to play his sister, though. Mm. Oh, God. (laughs) Morbid curiosity much? Mm -hmm. They'll they'll probably get that one uh, voice actor who says, who says I'm eternally 17 years old. (laughs) Trying to think of who it is. Oh, yeah. Kiku Ionue. Uh, Kikue Inoue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh wow, I did not know that Keanu Reeves was in the comics. Yeah, I.e. Kinda... in comics. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. Uh, let's see. Uh, Berserker, the Immortal Saga Continues panel at San Diego Comic-Con announced on Friday that Production IG is producing the previously teased Berserker, spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R in all caps, animated series. The panel also announced it's playing for two seasons. Uh, Netflix announced in March 2021 that it acquired the rights to the original comic book series from Boom Studios and describes it as this. Uh, Berserker is a brutally epic saga about immortal warriors' 80,000-year fight through the ages. The man only known as B is half-mortal, half-god cursed and compelled to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. But after wandering Earth for centuries, B may have finally found a refuge, working for the U.S. government to fight battles too violent and dangerous for anyone else. In exchange, B will be granted the one thing he desires, the truth about his endless blood-soaked existence, and how to end it. 
Uh, Netflix will first ad uh, adapt a story into a feature film by followed by an anime spin-off series. They added that this anime series will further expand the Berserker universe by exploring different elements of the story. In this series, Reeves will reprise his role and voice his character. Hmm. Which, you know, when I saw his name on the cover you know, as part of the creators, I'm like, wait, he, he actually, like, and, and I looked and they were like, oh, he actually wrote and, uh, you know, well, yeah, he'd like written and starring in it too. I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty cool. I definitely want to check this out now. I mean, yeah, Cyberpunk may have been a uh, a dud, but this will be a good way to bounce back from it. It may have been a dud, but um, they've made their money back off the game, more or less. So, All I know is I got my $10 worth. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for our start for our articles. Now it's time for the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, and I'll go with the second article. Uh, Mako, which one do you want? It doesn't matter to me. All right, you can take the first one. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on the morning of May 5th, a 75-year-old man was boarding a flight from Sendai City to Naha City. A flight attendant asked if the man needed help putting his carry-on bag in the overhead compartment, and he said yes, but as he handed over the bag, he said, there's a bomb inside. Well, a classically bad joke, um... Probably not the best idea when you're actually on a plane. So the crew immediately suspended all activities to conduct a safety inspection, which delayed takeoff by 50 minutes. And according to the police, an officer was sent to the plane when the airport reported the disturbance. However, the officer was stopped by the crew from boarding the plane. After the captain deemed the aircraft safe to fly, it finally took off, and all the roughly 100 passengers on board, including the comedy stylings of the elderly man, uh, were on their way. The airline never pressed charges against him, but the police were less lenient, and on July 19th, charged him with a violation of the Minor Crimes Act for mischievously interfering with the work of others. He is said to have admitted to the criminal mischief, asserting that he was just a normal tourist who made a joke. Um, and then people on Twitter were going a little bit crazy. Mm. Um, he's 75, so he must have seen a news report of the many other times that this has happened around the world. Um, it's like when someone says, I have COVID. I wonder how awkward that flight was afterwards. I imagine pretty goddamn awkward. <laughs> They should have just handed him and his bag over to that cop and taken off right away. LOL, everyone on the plane must have hated that guy. And then, can they keep the police out like that? Uh, the wording in the Japanese reports does make it sound like the crew of the plane were actively keeping the police out, but more likely they were just refusing an offer for assistance. 
The delay caused by following procedure and properly investigating the perceived bomb threat was long enough, and adding a police investigation would have only bogged things down further. That doesn't stop the police from investigating it after the fact, which they obviously did. However, since the elderly man wasn't intentionally acting maliciously, they charged him with the Minor Crimes Act violation, which carries a much lighter penalty than the more common obstruction of business charge. So, yeah, um, note to self, don't do jokes like this, because that's just going to piss everybody off. Yup. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, they I, take that shit really seriously in the airlines. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, you always hear about people, you know, doing stupid stuff, and you hear the the jokes like hijack and things like that. I've never actually seen somebody do that and go, "Oh yeah, you know, I have a bomb in my bag." Hmm. I, I've never actually witnessed that. This is. Uh, outstandingly awkward. Idiotic. Well, yeah, that too. What the hell were you thinking? I wasn't. Exactly! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one, then, I guess? Yeah, that would be me, and... I kind of wish I had some sports music to go with this, but it's quite all right. We could probably get round ball rock, but we get we get a cut out in a DMCA. I'm I'm not even worrying about it. I mean, I I have regular music for this because we're going to talk about the Crotch Cup. Crotch Cup 2022. Yeah. Exactly, Ari. Now, there's... This isn't alcohol. It needs to be. Now, there are always sports events to raise awareness for a lot of things, like AIDS awareness, cancer awareness, mental health awareness, you know? That's cool stuff. But the Crotch Cup Esports Festival is is being held to raise awareness for crotch itch. Skin irritation in the area between the legs is a problem that affects 1 in 30 people. Maybe. To bring some relief to that issue is Akeda Mohando, makers of the Muhi line of skincare products that treat a range of itches from allergic reactions to bug bites to dry air. They also produce the Delicare's M and Delicare B's cream aimed at treating itchy skin in delicate areas. Crotch itch cream can be a hard item to market, so Ikeda Mohando came up with a novel solution by organizing an esports festival around it. Two days ago, the first ever Crotch Cup, better known as Kokan Cup 2022, was streamed live on the company's official YouTube channel. And if you go ahead and find it, bless you. Bless your heart. 
During this tournament, players will compete in four crotch games in hopes of taking home the crotch cup. The participants are a lineup of popular Japanese streamers and YouTubers, and commentary duties was handled by esports champ and commentator Taiga Kishi, and none other than the Delacare's mascot himself, Crotch Warrior Amazon. As in the discontinued MP3 player Zune? I don't think so, Ari. But I liked where you were going with that. If you go to the Metaverse website, the crotch games are available to for anyone to play. There are two games that are available, maybe four, all of them may be available. Space Crotch Shooter and Crotch Wriggling Panic. In Space Crotch Shooter, players take control of Crotch Warrior M. Zoon as he mouths down the invading hordes of musties, better in Japanese mirrors. <laughs> if a musty hits Crotch Warrior M. Zoon, then he becomes musty and difficult to move. But if my hero successfully eliminates the threat, he can bring refreshment to Crotch Space. <laughs> this sounds like something that wouldn't that wouldn't be on, be rated low on Steam Greenlight, okay? <laughs> oh god. And the last time I heard a bad story about a about a disgusting crotch cup, I was I was watching Tabletop and listening to Will Wheaton's story about spicy dick milk. What? Uh, go look up Tabletop Cards Against Humanity, and if you see Will Wheaton smiling at you, you'll, you'll know exactly what video it is. Fair. Okay. So the other game, Crotch Wriggling Panic, puts the player in the role of an elevator operator who must help hordes of wriggling guys with itchy crotches to get to the Ikita Mohondo kiosk, where Crotch Warrior Mzoon is waiting to sell them relief in the form of tubes of Delacare M's. So it's so it's Sunday during a con weekend. <laughs> oh God. Uh, that was bad, and you should feel bad. I hear they make cream for that. <laughs> I am this close to just throwing the towel. This close! <sighs> okay. I still need to put that on my vest. Now, in honor of Crotch Cup 2022... Ikeda Model Hall has also released three new episodes of the anime Crotch Warrior Mzoon Saga. In the first episode, Crotch Warrior Mzoon Beyond the Universe, Beyond the Crotch Arc, titled Planet 60 Invasion, Mzoon was enjoying retirement with his wife, Madeline, when a sudden outbreak of groin itch around the world brings him back to the front lines. I have too many questions. (laughs) 
The battle flares up in episode two, Death Chaku, opened, where a giant zipper-like portal called the Death Chaku opens, and even more musties flood towards Earth. However, a new hope emerges when the battle is joined by Mzoom's brother, Dario 35G. Uh, why does this one bitch look like OG Penny Gadget? Same studio. Uh. And for the record, Chaku means zipper in Japanese. Of course. In the final episode, Mzoom Forever, the battle takes a turn for the worse, and the ultimate sacrifice must be made in order to save the crotches of Earth. But who will protect them from now on? Hopefully, the high production value and drama of Crotch Warrior Mzoon Beyond the Universe, Beyond the Crotch, will give you a sense of entertainment potential of the Crotch Cup 2022. Even though this has already happened, just saying, be sure to check it out when it starts at 7 p.m. Japan Standard Time on July 24th at Ikeda Mohando YouTube channel. Your crotch may depend on it. <sighs> NSC the Beery says alternatively this sounds like something that would happen in puny puny Puemi and you're not wrong can't we just get Masa- can we just get Masaki Sumitani to uh, you know, take care of this problem with gratuitous crotch thrusting um, I probably not but one thing I have to back Bob Coffee on. He says, hey, now, Zunes were awesome. Yes, they were. Uh, what could possibly top that? Don't you dare threaten Mako-chan with a good time. <laughs> I think I already have. Like, I don't have one foot in the grave as it is. <laughs> well, wait till you get to the next story. No longer able to draw breasts due to family circumstances, manga artist retires. <laughs> what? <clears throat> Back in 2004, manga artist Rui Takato began drawing Hagure Idol, Hagure Idol Jikokuhen, which loosely translates to Stray Idol Hell. It feels like some of the uh, Idol anime series have been seen popping up recently. In English, it's pun- published under the title Booty Royale Never Go Down Without a Fight. But now it appears the series is down for the count. Last week, he tweeted, I'll be retiring in the very near future. Eight years is a pretty good run for a manga, but, tug- but he's not retiring because the sales are in decline. He asserts that continues to be a consistently strong seller. He's walking away from the manga industry because he's unable to go on drawing the series artwork. But unlike Hunter Hunter creator Yoshihiro Togashi, his drawing difficulties don't seem to stem from physical ailments, and it's not that he's lost his creative spark. He said that due to family household circumstances for the foreseeable future, I will not be in an environment where I can continue drawing manga full of boobs and sex on a monthly basis. Well now... And- as you can guess from its English title, Takano like, series is an unabashedly explicit series in which protagonist Misora is pulled into an underground fighting slash adult entertainment competition. 
ostensibly talkative, like many serialized manga artists, does a lot of his drawing at home. But it seems that recent long-term changes, living situation is incompatible with the type of artwork that Hagari Idol Jikoku's hen's primary selling point. He goes on to thank his readers for support over the near decade the series has been running and says he's reasonably satisfied with how well his erotic and, and action elements have to, turned out. He also said that he started planning for his manga artist retirement last year and he already has prospects for a new job. He acknowledges he could possibly keep the series running in an irregular short chapter format, but even that would require effort to mesh with his new home environment. And overall, he doesn't feel strongly motivated to do so. He also says that that should at some point in the future his work or environment or feelings on the matter change, he may return to drawing to the series. But once the next three chapters are published, it'll be in in a state of indefinite indefinite stasis as of chapter 104. So I'm guessing his new living situation involves suddenly having to host either a young child or elderly parents at some point in some fashion. Probably. Because once he got through the uh, the meat of the article, that that's the first thing you come to mind, like, Maybe he's had an epiphany like, shit, I can't draw this shit with my kids around. As Bob Coffey says, or he got a wife. He wasn't married? Didn't say. (sighs) Well, if you're a fan of the series, it sucks to see it come to an end, but... Oh, well. All good things do come to an end. You proud of yourself for that one? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even Mako hates it. Yeah, well. She can deal with it. No, because she's going to make it our problem next. She does that normally. How is it any different? Eh. Very true. See? All she's going to do is do a little bit more research on articles that will make one of us just drop the headphones and go, good night. I live for those days. See? Those are the weeks that I enjoy so freaking much. And those of you who don't believe Mako-chan's a sadist, I mean, I'm really not. I just, you know, I, 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 I like to break people. That can't be taken in any in, in any unscrupulous fashion now, can it? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, I like to break people's brains. Is that any better? No, I'm trying here. Some people are into sensory deprivation stuff. I ain't one of them, but whatever. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Shall, shall we just wrap it up? Yeah, let's. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. 
We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it, what we like and don't like. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, our YouTube page of convention coverage, our Facebook fan page of cosplay coverage, editorials, anime reviews, and a whole lot more. And convention reports, all at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to listen to some of our older episodes. You can find all of our older episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anything that you use for for listening to podcasts, search Anime Jam Session and you'll find us. And what's cool is, you know, these apps allow you to leave reviews, so if you can leave us a review, we greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when new articles are going up, when photos are going up, videos are going up, and all the other cool stuff. And don't forget, all the conventions that we have covered this year are up on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget to support us through the tip jar. There are links below to our stream elements and our ko-fis where you can throw us cash. You can give us bits. You can subscribe to our pay to our channel and do gift subscriptions, which we really love. And auto-hosting one way or another, you know? We really appreciate all of that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words. Last words, Ari. Um, I've been... I've been picking up watching Sailor Moon Crystal on Netflix. I want to, uh, you know, finish that sometime. Hmm. Last words, Mako-chan. Uh, I am plotting. Um, August is going to be very busy for me. Hmm. So I am plotting. Um, I, I think I'm actually going to go see Willie Nelson. A lot of stoner stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I'm going to see Willie Nelson. Mm. My last words. I have this urge to crack open another video game and start it. Mind you, I just started playing I the, Insom- the Somnium Files on Game Pass. It's a great game so far. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So... I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. That is so great. We'll see you all next week. Right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. 
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>